Did anybody have abortion on their scorecard of the news of the week? I don't know if anybody saw this coming until, of course, we got the leak uh, from the Supreme Court in the United States that suggests that the the court is going to overturn the landmark Roe v. Wade case. And a lot of this has sparked conversation on this side of the border about what our rules are, what our access to abortion rights are, uh, the liberals have said, well, you know, the conservatives are being totally clear about you know what they want to do or what you know what they might do if they reform government. The conservatives say the liberals are politicizing this. We've been clear. Uh, Dr. Kelly Gordon is a political science at McGill University and the co-author of a very interesting book about the changing tactics of the anti-abortion movement, both in the United States and also here in Canada. It's called The Changing Voice of the Anti-Abortion Movement. Welcome to the program, Dr. Gordon. Thanks for having me. How has the tactics of the anti-abortion movement changed over the last 10 years? Yeah, so this is a really good question. And I think it's a different question if we're looking at the American context versus the Canadian one. Obviously, these movements share a lot in common. um, But they also, I mean, one has been far more successful than the other. So here in Canada, I mean, I think what's interesting is that Canadians tend to import a lot of what's happening in the United States to the Canadian context. And and what we have in Canada is a really different kind of situation. Um, And and really, since the Morgenthaler decision in the late 1980s, the anti-abortion movement here has been losing ground. Um, And so what we've seen over the last sort of 10 to 20 years is I think the movement kind of grappling with this reality and changing the ways that they argue their position and present themselves to the public. Uh, Can you give me just broad strokes why the movement has not been as successful here in Canada? Obviously, legislative differences would be one, but could you point some of those out? Yeah, I mean, there's lots. I I could take this question in a lot of different directions. Um, I think, you know, one kind of basic difference between the United States and Canada. Well, actually, I'll, I'll talk about two. So one is the role that religion plays in the political realm. So what we saw in the 1980s in the United States is that the religious right really became this formidable force in American politics and effectively took over the Republican Party. And this gave the anti-abortion movement, um, you know, which is very closely related to the religious right, and, and there's a lot of overlap between the two, it gave them a lot of power and sort of a direct in to mainstream politics. In the Canadian context, you know, politicians have always been very reluctant to bring questions of religion and by extension questions of abortion to the public realm. So one interesting thing is that since the early 1990s, um, when Brian Mulroney tried and failed to pass a new abortion law in the wake of the Morgenthaler decision, no sitting government has actually tabled any abortion related legislation. So there's this real reluctance on the part of politicians to actually even address the abortion issue at all. And I think this is especially true for conservative politicians. And and we've seen a little bit of this this week. And then the second big difference, I think, between the United States and Canada is just levels of public support for abortion care. Um, We have really high levels of support throughout the country. And so, I mean, that changes the parameters of the debate. It is a more challenging context for the anti-abortion movement. And it also changes sort of politicians' relationship to this issue. Speaking with uh, Dr. Kelly Gordon, who's a political scientist at McGill, uh, I'm just wondering what you've made of the political discourse in this country in the wake of the, the leak 
Um, you know, the, the conservatives accuse the liberals of trying to wrong foot them. Mm. Um, just give me a sense of your reaction to what you've uh, seen and heard. Yeah, I, I mean, it's always interesting to watch how these things play out in Canada. So, I mean, on the in, in terms of kind of party politics, the conservatives and the liberals, you know, we, we see this play out all of the time. Um, the liberals kind of accusing the conservatives of having a hidden agenda and the conservatives really struggling to have a clear message on the abortion issue. And, you know, this is because the party is fractured on this issue, right? There are members of the conservative party, there are members of parliament that hold anti-abortion beliefs, but really since uh, Stephen Harper and maybe even before that, the official line of the Conservative Party has been, you know, we're not going to reopen this debate. And that's because they know what public opinion is and, and they know that it's not a winning issue in this country. And so I think that leads to sort of this other observation that I've had, um, you know, since the leak of this decision in the U.S. And this is there, there ten, there's this tendency uh, for Canadians to kind of be like, and now this is going to happen here. And, you know, I, I think we have very distinct and different uh, histories of abortion politics. And, you know, I think that there's actually some evidence that shows that the more that we debate abortion in the public sphere in Canada, the more support for abortion rights and access actually increases, right? So I think I would warn Canadians against sort of importing what's happening in the U.S. directly into the Canadian context. In that vein, Andrea Horvath, at the beginning of the Ontario election, was asked about it and talked about uh, being alarmed by the decision, uh, talked about you know fighting for women's rights and concerned that possibly they could be eroded in this country. I mean, can you put that in context? So, I mean, um, she's campaigning, so mm. that's one one context. Um, and I think it's, it's you know, if you care about abortion access in this country, it's important to have these conversations. Um, you know, interestingly, I'm pretty sure that all uh, the candidates for leadership for the Conservative Party in Ontario, I live in Quebec, so I follow it kind of tangentially, but I think they all have sort of declared themselves pro-choice in some capacity. Um, but But what I would say to that is, you know, instead of having a conversation about abortion rights being eroded in Canada, I think we need to have a conversation about tangible, concrete access to abortion care, because there are still pockets of this country where it's very difficult to actually access abortion in rural areas, um, in some areas of the Maritimes. And so instead of, you know, saying, you know, we're afraid that abortion rights are going to be eroded. I think we need to talk about the importance of abortion care as a, a larger health care issue and really kind of push um, for an expansion, right? Not only protecting what we have, but actually expanding access across the country. Kelly Gordon, great to talk with you. I appreciate your time. Thanks for having me. Dr. Kelly Gordon is a political scientist at McGill and is the co-author of The Changing Voice of the Anti-Abortion Movement.